Welcome and thank you for listening to the Okuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. We hope you enjoy it. Hello, Akuo. I'm so glad to be back with you once again to continue in our series called Inspect Yourself. We've been taking a good, hard look at ourselves on a regular basis during this series. And we're doing that because we need to understand the ways that we are supposed to be living out the way that God has put us together, right? We want to make sure that we are functioning in the way that we have been created to function. So in this series, what I want to do is lead us in a time of regular introspection. Well, we will take a look at ourselves through the lens of how God put us together and how we have been given even more because of Jesus. Now, in addition to taking a look at what we have, we're also going to be looking at how we use what we have. Now, before we go any further, let's just go ahead and pray uh, before we get into the message. So I just say, Jesus, we ask you that you'd be speaking to us today. We ask that we would be able to hear the words that you're giving to us. We ask that you would show us how we are put together, and how we can serve you better. Thank you for everything, Jesus. We love you. And we pray these things in your name. Amen. All right, guys, so I feel like over the last few years that Akuo has been going, I've shared with you that I can get a little nerdy sometimes. I re-watch sitcoms over and over. I love video games. But also, I love MCU movies and TV shows. I actually have a group of friends where we will all go see the new MCU movies on opening night every time, like we're up super late at the movie theater. I also love listening to podcasts about these MCU movies and TV shows and then talking about them to anyone that even shows like a tiny bit of interest in it. I mean, I've loved superhero stuff since I was a little kid. I remember before I was even in school, we had this old VHS tape of a Superman cartoon from like the 40s, right? Where he flew around in a circus and saved a bunch of people from this giant gorilla that was going crazy. And then as I got older, X-Men cartoons were a really big deal for me throughout the week and especially on Saturday mornings when the new one came out. But I feel like the first time I ever really like personally connected with a superhero, because you know, they were like way older than me, uh, was in May of 2002. And it was the movie Spider-Man. I was like a senior in high school and there's something about Spider-Man being in high school, trying to navigate his way without being the cool kid and, and being like a journalism guy, you know, I took pictures, I was a journalism guy too. And then he gets bitten by a radioactive spiders and he has all these powers and he's trying to figure out how to get through the world. It, it just kind of got me. Also, how cool is that upside down kiss in the rain, right? Like, you can't, you can't go wrong with that. Now, in that movie, there's a great lesson that Peter Parker sums up in his final lines, the last things that we hear said. He says, whatever life holds in store for me, I will never forget these words. With great power comes great responsibility. This is my gift, my curse. Who am I? I'm Spider-Man. So in the movie, Peter learned that with all these amazing abilities he was given, there was a great burden he had to carry. There wasn't anyone else that would be able to save the city from certain doom. So if he didn't use his powers to do it, who would? And Peter couldn't stand by and watch it happen knowing he could have changed it, knowing he could have made things better. And really the same thing goes for all of us. As we progress in our lives and figure out how to do new things, 
we have more responsibility. I remember years ago working in a job while I was in college, a guy I worked with refused to learn anything outside of the job, the one job that he was hired to do. He said it was because as soon as he learned something new, they're going to ask him to do it all the time. We live that out all the time. Once we get the new job, well, we're expected to do different things and also know the old things that we used to do. Once we get into that relationship, well, the further we go, the more we're expected to understand our partner, the more we're expected to know them and not do things that are like, you know, detrimental to the relationship. Or once we have that kid, well, we now have the responsibility of taking care of them. With every role in our life that we stepped into, with every gift or ability that we gain, there is responsibility attached to it. It's just like Spidey said, with great power comes great responsibility. And we actually see this exact idea at work in the letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to his friends in the church at Ephesus. So remember, this is a group of believers in Jesus that he has been writing to. They are already believers. They are no longer the, the Gentiles or the Jews that are far away from God and don't know who Jesus is. They are now believers. And last week when we read that Paul was explaining how Jesus changed everything for how people dealt with and lived with one another, he explained that how through Jesus we receive a grace from God that took two groups of people, the Jews and the Gentiles, and this grace given by God creates one new people, something that had never been seen before. At that point, we believers in Jesus are now citizens of this new creation of God. We are now part of the family. That's more or less what we read from Paul last week. So let's take a look to see what Paul wrote to follow that up. Here in Ephesians 3, he writes, When I think of all this, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus for the benefit of you Gentiles, assuming, by the way, that you know God gave me the special responsibility of extending his grace to you Gentiles. So here is Paul starting to set up the idea of power and responsibility. These people knew Paul very well. They knew of all the work that he had been doing around the world to help start churches, to help get the good news of Jesus to people. They knew of the power that he had to sway people within these churches. They knew that if he made a call, well, I guess not a call, but if he wrote a letter, things are going to change. And to be honest, Paul is kind of like a celebrity in this community. But Paul isn't playing that side of it up. He's explaining to them that there are other things that come with this so-called power he gets to wield. I mean, first off, Paul calls himself a prisoner, which I know is a nice poetic way of saying that he is united with Christ and he isn't getting out. But also, Paul is literally in a Roman prison as he's writing this. And it's part of the special responsibility that Paul has because he gets to extend grace to all the Gentiles. Remember, this is all because of that free gift that God gave Paul and the rest of us when we believed. So with this amazing overflow and gifting of grace comes something more for Paul. He was called to travel the world and tell people, specifically people that didn't know about God, the good, the good news otherwise known as the gospel. And with that great privilege and power comes great responsibility, which we'll talk about more in a little bit. For now, let's see what Paul wrote next. Here's what he writes. 
As I briefly wrote earlier, God himself revealed his mysterious plan to me. As you read what I have written, you will understand my insight into this plan regarding Christ. God did not reveal it to previous generations, but now by his spirit, he has revealed it to his holy apostles and prophets. All right, I want to stop here real quick because that last term is very important. The mysterious plan of God, which is to unite Jew and Gentile through Jesus, it's now shared by the Holy Spirit to the holy apostles and prophets. So who are these apostles and prophets? Well, let's break it down. Let's take a look and see what that actually is. So first, let's look at where the plan is communicated with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit now resides inside of everyone that believes in Jesus. So these insights to God's mysterious plan now resides in every single believer. But that doesn't mean everyone is an apostle or a prophet. You see, apostles are defined as someone who saw Jesus with their own eyes, but not just any Jesus. They needed to see the resurrected Jesus and get specific instruction from him. After they saw Jesus, then they would have miraculous signs that accompanied their ministry, and then they also got special revelation from God. Special things were given to them, pieces of knowledge were given to them from God that they were supposed to share. Now, even though Paul wasn't a part of the disciples that got to hang around with and learn from Jesus directly, he's an apostle because he got to see the resurrected Jesus on that road to Damascus. And then there are a bunch of miracles that happened during his ministry, and we read about the special revelations that he would get from God. So he was definitely an apostle. Now, the other role is the prophet. Prophets are people that get words and visions from God. In fact, in the, in the Jewish scripture, which we would call the Old Testament, prophets would normally be people that would help lead the nation of Israel into the next thing that they needed to do. They got special words from God to lead them into the future or, or a look into the future of what was going to happen. There were also other prophets, prophets that would get messages from God to the people outside of the nation of Israel, right? Like they'd speak to kings of other countries. And sometimes these prophets would tell about the future events that were about to happen, but that wasn't their real function. It wasn't about future events. The main reason they were there, that they were purposed to help, was to build up people's faith by what they said from God, not merely just to predict the future. Because our main focus as people should be knowing God, not just the facts of the future. And today, if you have the Holy Spirit residing within you, if you believe in Jesus, you have the ability to receive messages from God. Akuo, that's why we exist. That's why our name is Akuo. We want to be in community with Jesus. We want to be listening to him and following what he speaks to us. We are all capable of that. We all have the ability to hear from the Lord. We all have the ability to be prophetic. Now, with that being said, I don't think we need to worry about being apostles. Like, is that guy an apostle? Is that? And I don't know. Uh, because to be fully honest, I'm not sure if there are really apostles in today's church because of all the qualifications I gave you about it, right? They, they might not be needed anymore because now we all have direct access to God through the Holy Spirit. An apostle might be redundant. However, I'm not going to say that these are totally gone in the church today because, well, first off, I don't know everything. <laughs> like, I, I, you know, I, I know a little bit about a little bit, so please don't ever think that I, I, I'm like, I know everything, right? Uh, I'm learning right along with you guys. 
The second thing is that our God is a mighty and awesome God. If he wants there to be apostles, then there will be apostles. He does what he wants. Okay, now that we have that all settled, let's move into the next section that Paul writes. And this is God's plan. Both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. Both are part of the same body and both enjoy the promise of blessings because they belong to Christ Jesus. By God's grace and mighty power, I have been given the privilege of serving him by spreading this good news. So this is a bit of a recap of last week. These two separate groups, the Jews and the Gentiles, are now equally sharing in the riches of the inheritance that God gives us. Well, the Jews and Gentiles that believe the good news. But real quick, I, I want to I take an extra look at this because this is mega important. I want to make sure that I'm unburdening you of things that you may have been taught before, on burdens that may have been placed on you. You see, this inheritance that Paul is talking about here comes when you believe in the good news of Jesus, not when you do the works of the good news, not when you go and get the sacraments of the good news, not even when you live a life of the good news. That's not when you get this inheritance. Just a reminder, though, I want to remind you guys of that, and I'm going to keep on saying this over and over again. And the other thing I want to talk about is the good news, what otherwise known as the gospel, what is that? When Paul speaks of the good news or the gospel, this is what it is. And this is going to sound familiar because I said it last week because I want you to know it, that Jesus, God in human form, came down to the earth. He was human, just like you and me. He was tempted. He felt the same frustration and despair in the world that we all have. However, he lived a life completely without sin. He's the one person that lived a life worthy of being in heaven for all of eternity. But then Jesus laid his life down for us to become the perfect sacrifice for us. For all the ways that we have sinned, he experienced torture up on the cross and gave away his life for all of us so we could avoid an eternity of torture. So we could experience his grace. And all we have to do to access that grace is listen to the message that he left behind for his disciples and apostles and eventually us. All we have to do is simply believe that Jesus did all that for us to receive that grace from him. By receiving that grace, our identity changes and we become God's masterpiece. We become worthy. That's the long version. Here's the short one. Jesus died to save us from our sins and when we believe, we will experience a life and eternity with God. And all you have to do to believe or all you have to do to get that is believe the good news and you will receive that inheritance. It's kind of like this. The gifts given to Spider-Man have nothing to do with what he does after. He has the gifts either way. It's up to him to decide if he wants to use those gifts for good, evil, or even if he wants to use them at all. But you see, Spidey had the understanding that with great power comes great responsibility. And this is the same thing that Paul is laying out. He explains that the great grace and power that has been given to him, he explains all of that. And then he connects it to the great privilege or responsibility that he has also been given to spread the good news. Those two things aren't without each other. And Akul, I think we have 
a similar responsibility. Maybe not to go out into the world and travel and be imprisoned for spreading the good news, but I think that with the great, amazing gifts and privileges that God has given to us through Jesus, I think there might be a responsibility along with that. Now, really quick, I don't think that this is like a law. Remember, Jesus came to fulfill the laws. I don't know if you have to hold this responsibility or else. I don't think it's like that. But I think good things happen when you live out like that. Like, let's go back to Spider-Man. He doesn't have to save the world. He doesn't have to help these people out. But man, when he applies those powers and gifts that he has been given, amazing things can happen. Spidey knows that when he can apply those gifts that he has been given to somebody else's situation, then he can help them change their lives. And for us, it can go even further. When we are able to use the gifts and abilities that have been given to us because we believe in Jesus, not only can we save someone's life, not only can we change someone's life, but we can change someone's eternity. So I'm not going to tell you that you have to do this. But if you do feel the responsibility of serving other people because you have the power of God living within you, I want to encourage you to do that. I want to encourage you to share the good news, the gospel, with people when the opportunity presents itself to you. When you feel God pushing you to share the good news, just do it. Because you are probably the greatest tool that God has created to help spread his good news. Because, guys, we're in a time here in the United States where people trust the church less than they ever have. And a lot of it is for good reason. I don't blame them. So the days of having an event to get people to show up and believe in Jesus might be going away. And I think it might be pushing to one-on-one conversations through relationships, through being in community with people. Not necessarily random showing up in the church on a Sunday, now, don't get me wrong. People will still get to meet Jesus for the first time on Sundays here at Akuo and other churches around the world. But I'm not sure if that's the primary method that we have to be depending on here. So we have to train you and show you guys how to share the gospel. And for some of you, you might not feel like you're qualified. You might feel like you aren't the best speaker or maybe that your past is so messed up that you aren't allowed to spread the good news. Well, if that's you, if you feel like that, I just want you to know that you're in good company because Paul felt the exact same way. Here's what he wrote about that. Though I am the least deserving of all God's people, he graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. I was chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan that God, the creator of all things, had kept secret from the beginning. God's purpose in all this was to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was his eternal plan, which he carried out through Christ Jesus our Lord. So here's Paul, one of the physical people most responsible for the way the good news of Jesus spread across the world, even to this day. He's someone that could be called a hero, to followers of Jesus. If there's anyone that could pat himself on the back for how awesome he was, it was Paul. But he went the other way. He showed humility. He didn't beat his chest about all the good things he did. 
which which is what you will need to share the good news with people. It's okay if you've messed up. It's okay if you aren't the best in the world. You don't have to be perfect or an amazing speaker to spread the good news to people. Let Paul be an example for you. I mean, heck, let let me be an example for you, you know? Akuo has been going for two years now, but it's not because I'm awesome. It's because of God. And I'm so happy to share that. I'm happy that we have a church that doesn't follow a pastor. We're in a community, sure, We're in community with one another, but I hope that you aren't here following me because I'm here to listen to and follow God and hopefully set an example. And I hope that you are standing next to me and we can do that together, follow and listen to God. And this is something that I'm doing my best to be sensitive to because we've seen what happens when there isn't humility in leadership. I mean, it's all over the news and social media all the time. So for us, as we share the good news, we must be humble. And here's how psychologist, professor, author, and social scientist Adam Grant explains what humility is. He says, downplaying your achievements is not the antidote to appearing arrogant. Humility is acknowledging your weaknesses, not denying your strengths. Generosity is elevating others, not diminishing yourself. Owning your success doesn't make you a narcissist. It makes you a role model. So what he is saying here is that to be humble, you don't have to deny any success or weakness or downfalls. You just have to be who you are. That's it. If you fall short in in certain parts, it's okay. If you had great success in something, that's okay too. There's no reason to feel guilty about either one of those. Because guys, our God isn't a God of guilt and shame. He doesn't connect with us in those ways. I mean, we all learned all about that, what he gives us through the Holy Spirit all last year. We get love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's no guilt. There's no shame. So we're supposed to go out into the world and be ourselves with whatever we have and share the good news. It's almost like he's created us in the perfect way to go out and do that. And the beautiful thing is that you don't have to work for the church to do this. You don't have to be in vocational ministry. You can be a teacher that shares the gospel. You can sell more than a product. You can share the good news. In addition to the thousand things you do as a stay-at-home parent, you can also be sharing the gospel with your children and your neighbors. Or when you are CEO, you can talk about more than the bottom line. You can share the gospel. This is part of the eternal plan that was carried out through Jesus. You can do so many things as a believer. Look what else Paul writes. Because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. So please don't lose heart because of my trials here. I am suffering for you, so you should feel honored. We can now be confident when we step before God because of our relationship with Jesus. So if we can be bold and confident with the creator of the universe, how much more confidence should we have sharing the good news with the people in our lives? Now real quick, when I say bold and confident, that doesn't mean rude and coarse. 
When we enter these conversations, we should be asking questions as much, if not more, than we have answers. You can start with a question like, what kind of spirituality do you practice? Or what kind of faith do you have? What do you have faith in? Or do you believe in a higher power? After listening, you can engage in a conversation and then eventually let them know where your faith lies and the power that Jesus has and is willing to share with them. I know it might not be the easiest thing for some of us. To be honest, it's not the most fun thing that I get to do. But sometimes God leads me to share something with people that I run into. It's kind of scary for me. And when those moments hit, I do my best to be a good steward. I think about the amazing power that I've been given and the responsibility I feel to make sure the people around me can get access to it as well. And we may have to suffer through an awkward conversation, but it's worth it. It puts us in a good community with Paul, Jesus. But some of us listening right now might not have that community. You might not believe in Jesus. If that's you, first off, thanks for listening to this and being a part of this. I'm grateful that you're willing to spend some time with us here today. But if you want more than that, you want to be in that community with Jesus, if you would like to be a part of the eternal plan that God has, then I'd like to help walk you through receiving that. To do that, all you have to do is have a conversation with Jesus and let him know that you believe. And I know that can be a little bit different for you right now, so I want to do something to help. I'm going to ask the community of Akuo to pray along with you. Because here at Akuo Church, no one ever has to pray alone. You always have a community there with you to walk you through tough times. So if you want to confirm your belief in Jesus, just go ahead and say this, just between you and him. Just say, Jesus, I believe. I believe in you and what you did here on this earth. Today, the best way I know how, I give you my life. Amen. Now let's keep our heads bowed and whether you've been, you've been a believer for the last four seconds, you just did it right now, or for the last four decades, and you want to share the good news, the gospel, with people in your life in a better way than you ever have before, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take a minute and just ask Jesus. Just ask him, who do you want me to share the good news with? And then ask him, how can I start a conversation with that person? So what I'll do is give you a minute to ask those questions and hopefully hear an answer.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for unifying us. Thank you for creating something so much bigger than a building. Thank you for creating a church of movement. Jesus, please remind us to walk with the power you have given to us. Remind us to use that power to help others. Remind us to share the way we can get to it with everyone we can. Jesus, help us push out the way the world has viewed us, the terrible ways that people have put us down. Help us push out the terrible ways we disqualify ourselves. Jesus, help us see that you have created us to be a part of your eternal plan to make this world a better place. Thank you for everything, Jesus. We love you. And we pray everything in your holy, mighty, wonderful, loving, empowering name, Jesus. Amen. All right, thank you so much for being a part of this today. Before we go, there are a few things that I would love to share with you. The first thing I wanna talk about are our community groups. Most of them kicked off this past week and they have been going great. I've been so excited, so encouraged to see y'all meeting up with one another. Now, one of the groups I want to spotlight, one of the groups that you might be interested in joining is called the Deco Group. The Deco Group meets Monday nights from 7 to 8.30, and this group meets to grow in community with Jesus and one another. They seek opportunities to serve the local community as a reflection of God's transforming love. And guess what, guys? They have an open seat waiting for you. If you're interested in joining this group, just go to akuo.church community to get signed up. And now, this might not be the group for you, but I promise you that there is a group that will fit you and your life. So what you can do to go see all those other groups is go to that same website. Go to akuo.church community and you can see all the different groups that we have meeting up every single week. And I know I say this all the time because it's true. Joining one of these groups might be the best thing that you do here while you're at Akuo. Of course, the best thing you can do here at Akuo is meet Jesus, get to know him, join that community. But the second best thing that you can do is be a part of one of these community groups. And the next thing I like to talk about are the ways that we can be sacrificially generous here at Akuo. Now, I don't care how you decide to do it, but what I do want you to do is be listening to God to see how much if any, he wants you to be sacrificially generous. In the same way that we talked about before with the responsibility, it's not a law, but a lot of times he asks you to do something because it's the right thing to do. Now, one of the ways that you can get started being generous here at Akuo is by the biblical method of generosity called tithing, which means giving a first fruit 10% offering to the storehouse, which is your local church. That could be the place that you start. Now, sacrificial giving might not be a possibility for you right now, and I get it, things are tough, for you and your family, inflation's going nuts, gas prices are up and down and we don't really know. But if things are tough for you right now, I want you to know that we can help and we would love to help you. We want to be linked to you during your tough time. So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. Or if you need, know someone that needs some help, let us know. To do that, all you have to do is go to our website, akuo.church, and click on the Contact Us link. You can also send an email to us at help at akuo.church or you can call or text the church at 210-901-8785. Now, if you are willing to be sacrificially generous here at Akuo, the way that you can do that is by going to our website, akuo.church, and when you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions. We also have our text to give option. For that, all you have to do is text Akuo 
A-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount you want to give to the number 77977. Now, if you don't want to give electronically, we also have our P.O. Box available if you would like to send your gift through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail it to Akuo at P.O. Box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. All right, guys, that's all that I have for you today. I just want you to know that I love and appreciate all of you being here, listening to this, spending some time with us today. And I just want you to know that I will be praying for you and our Kuo team and community will be praying for all of you throughout the week. Now, before we go, what I want to do is just pray over you for one last time. So Jesus, I just ask that as these people turn off their phones and put away their, their, their laptops and turn off their TVs and uh, close out their tablets, Lord, I, I pray that you would be speaking to them. I pray that they would be able to hear your voice this week, and I pray that you would show them the right people that they're supposed to be sharing the good news with. I pray that they would understand the amazing and wonderful gifts and abilities that you have given them, and I pray that they would be encouraged to use those gifts this week to help out your people. Thank you for everything, Jesus. We love you, and we pray all these things in your name. All right, guys, that's all that we have for you this week. We will see you at a community group. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.